Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Tim Karski, who's the Commissioner of the North Dakota Department of Financial Institutions. Tim, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for uh, having me. Tim, would love to get your perspective on some state issues, but first of all, why don't you tell us a bit about your agency, how many institutions you oversee, and how you typically interact with them. Okay. Well, we're the Department of Financial Institutions. Uh, we're a state agency here in North Dakota. We regulate state chartered banks, and we have 80 of those at this time, uh, 31 state chartered credit unions. And then we also regulate what we call our consumer finance uh, division, and we regulate payday lenders or deferred presentment providers, uh, mortgage lenders, money brokers, collection agencies, consumer finance companies, and money transmitters. And uh, total employees in our agency is about 28. And uh, I think total of, of the consumer licenses and th- things that we license is about 850 at this time. And, boy, you haven't been busy for the past year, have you? Oh, it's uh, with the... Uh, What's going on in the banking environment and uh, and the Congress and federal legislation? We've been extremely busy. Tim, I got to ask you this up front because just a week or so ago we got the Supreme Court decision about Cuomo versus Clearinghouse. As a commissioner of a state regulatory agency, how do you receive that decision? Well, we've had a lot of these type of uh, issues in the Supreme Court, and and to be real honest, this is one of the first victories that we will call it a victory that we've had in success and. Uh, uh, it's going to give the states uh, the ability to regulate or enforce some of their consumer laws in states, which we think is a major plus. Uh, I think it's going hopefully going forward that states will continue to have the ability to regulate not only their uh, laws on their own uh, entities that they license, but also to enforce those even on national banks uh, and such going forward. Now, give us a sense of what are some of the major regulatory issues that you're focused on this year in North Dakota. Well, one of the big things really is a non-banking issue for as far as state-chartered banks, which is still probably the takes the majority of our time. But Congress passed the SAFE Act last year and uh, gave the, the states the authority now to regulate mortgage companies nationwide. And uh, they instituted a national database that's going to be offered uh, operated by the Conference of State Bank Supervisors. So in North Dakota, we have to pass our legislation to gear up for that NAS, the Loan Originator National Licensing Act. And uh, for the past, since January of this year, we, we, we introduced, drafted our legislation. We were successful in getting it passed. And now we're working on the implementation. So on January 1 of 2010, all loan originators in North Dakota will have to be licensed and registered on that national database. And the other thing that we're doing with that, because we're going to have a lot more emphasis put on mortgage regulation, we're developing an examination and uh, a system so that we can better regulate the mortgage industry here in North Dakota. And I think you're going to see that effort nationwide. Sure. Now, how frequently are you examining institutions for safety and soundness issues? Uh, For state charter banks, we're on about a 24-month exam cycle. Uh, Credit unions, we're running 18 to 24 then the other entities that we license, um, some of them are consumer complaint driven, but like payday lenders or uh, deferred presentment providers, we're examining about every two years. In-state collection agencies, that's about the same type of frequency that we're doing on those two. Now, in terms of all these institutions you're overseeing, what do you find to be the major information security issues that your agency's focused on? Well, one of the big things, um, whether it's on the bank side or even in the 
the consumer division on the collection agencies and mortgage companies is going to be information security, uh, keeping that information that those companies have secure so that somebody can't break into those systems, get that information and maybe uh, hurt someone's consumer identity. That's always going to be an issue going forward. And, uh, you know, we, we examine for those. We look at internal routine and controls. But I think that's going to continue to be uh, uh on the top of our priority list to make sure that uh, we're on top of that and that the industry is on top of it. If you could generalize some, Tim, where would you say that your banking institutions are strongest in terms of information security? Well, on the bank side, just because that industry generally has more money for training and infrastructure, they have the ability to train their personnel and get the security measures software or whatever it takes to prevent those type of things. They, they hire, they're required to get audits and do uh, penetration testing. So their, their strong point is, is just the ability to stay on top of technology. Where some of the smaller agencies that we regulate, they can be mom and pop shops here in North Dakota or just regional. They don't always have that type of money and the ability to stay on top. They probably react more than the banks are always on the forefront. No, it's interesting because that's what we hear from the FTC in terms of red flags compliance is a lot of the smaller organizations just weren't aware of what they had to do and, and what the regulations were. Have you, have you found that to be the case specifically with red flags compliance? Red flags is still, you know, even though it's been on, it's on the books and uh, we've been enforcing it on the credit union side for quite some time. When we, when that first, uh, the enforcement issue and we stepped up our efforts, we probably saw some minor issues, but the credit union industry here in North Dakota, for their league and training, did a really good job of getting the word out to the credit unions, and we have a lot of small credit unions. I'm talking credit unions less than $5 million in assets or $10 million. So they needed the, the help of their credit union leagues and training, and they did a very good job for that. On, on the bank side, we're looking at that, but again, the industry through the associations has done, again, a very good job of getting that information out. And then the bank's ability to send people to those type of training and afford that. I think overall it's been a pretty good job. That's good. Now, where do you find that institutions are most challenged in terms of information security when you examine them? Well, the big institutions uh, out in North Dakota, that's going to be 100 to 150 million or larger. They do a pretty good job, and again, because they have the number, they have a, an adequate number of employees to do that. The smaller institutions are challenged because you, a lot of them don't have the resources to designate a full-time person to IT or, or to just work with this on a day-to-day -day basis. And again, they wind up reacting more than they can to prevent some of those problems. Well, you make a good point because you get a lot of people in those smaller institutions wearing multiple hats. Exactly. I mean, you can be a compliance director, you can be the IT guy, you might be the guy that shovels the sidewalk in the winter, and then the small loan or the installment loan person, too. So, yep, the, and the smaller institutions, they all wear multiple hats. Mm -hmm. Have you found that your institutions have been affected just like everybody else has by breaches such as TJX, most recently Hannaford? Well, it's uh, the TJX or TJ Maxx. Uh, issue. I was surprised by the number of cards and the people that we had affiliated with that. Um, I think our banks that had those type of cards reacted very promptly, you know, and they canceled cards, issued new cards, uh, and, and alerted their customers right away. I think they, were, again, did a very good job of uh, trying to prevent future problems. So even though they're out there, I think people are aware of them. Um, so far, our institutions 
have done a very good job in, handing, in handling those breaches and, uh, and notifying their customers when there has been one and telling them what they need to do. But, boy, I bet your customers are just as sick as anybody of, of getting these calls. <laughs> they are. And, uh, you know, and quite frankly, I think I even got one in the mail, too, where uh, they said that. And, yeah, you do. You pay attention and uh, check your credit report. And mm-hmm. I, I also think that a lot more people are utilizing some of those services nowadays to monitor their credit and credit reporting agencies to check for irregularities. You know, it's interesting because uh, in talking with other banking leaders, you find that, you know, the, the story in banking is always that nobody opens their electro, their uh, their paper statements, but everybody's going online to check every transaction. That's right. Well, and I, I think most people now, instead of reconciling their checkbook, they probably sign on every day and just look at what's cleared their bank account yesterday, and if it makes sense, they're happy with it. That's exactly um, right. They're probably not recording everything in the check register, but the, I, I do think people pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Then one last question for you, Tim, is as you talk to banking and security leaders in North Dakota, what would you really like to see them pay, them pay the most attention to as we go into 2010? Well, information security, um, you know, and, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm the IT guru of the world, but I know that you're going to have to have somebody in your institution that wears that hat and you're going to have to spend some money on training and keeping those people up to date on what's going on so you, they can prepare your institution and what they need to do going forward. Uh, that, that's always, I don't care if it's in commercial lending or whatever, but IT especially, you need to spend some dollars and resources on training and keep your people up to breast on what's going on. That's well said. Tim, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Okay. Well, have a good day. We've been talking with Tim Karski, the Commissioner of the North Dakota Department of Financial Institutions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.